Welcome to Unlocking the Fitness Industry. I am your host, Jake Abel. I'm a two-time natural pro athlete, and we're going to find the best way to get fit, to enter your competitions, and to look your best. So, here we go. Let's get into the episode. And welcome back. We are back for another episode. It has been a little bit of time. We've had pandemics going on. Um, there's been so much going on, but shows have still continued. Um, people have kind of found that little bit where they've had to overcome all these different obstacles. So what a perfect time for 2022 is coming up um, to really get back into it, start this podcast, get as much value out to you guys as possible. Um, and I really think 2022 is going to be the year, even though I said that last year, um, and we still had another whole year of pandemics. So Today, what I brought on, we have our newest ICN Pro, Men's Fitness. So Men's Fitness is something that's super close to my heart. I absolutely love the division. It's kind of where I started and grew within the Natural Bodybuilding Federation, ICN. Um, And Angus has been kind of training for the last three to four years, just within for his bodybuilding contests, balancing with things off on the other side as well. So we're going to have a chat to Angus Um, I think he's going to have so much value of prepping during this time. Like it's hard enough to prep normally, let alone with all of this going on. You've got to dodge COVID. You've got gym shut. um, And he hasn't done it once. He's done it twice because he's done it over the last two years um, and taken that feedback and come on better. And it's all paid off winning his pro guard. So say hello, Angus. What I'll get you to do is give us um, a little idea of kind of where, where this kind of has come from. What is your kind of like five minute kind of backstory to what's led you to where you are today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on. Definitely appreciate it. I guess who I am and where I got to, how I got to sort of the position. Um, I guess finished uni, actually studied finance and economics, finished that in 2019, but knew my passion light in health and fitness. So I was trying to complete my certification there, but took way too long. You know, just too busy. Well, it wasn't a priority um, back then. But then, yeah, I finished uni, quit my job and headed overseas and was anticipating on going over for three months, the minimum, but having, uh, breaking my arm and ending back, breaking my arm, and I decided to come back home and cut the trip short and dove into the health and fitness industry. Yeah. So straight away, like coming from finance as a background, I guess, going to uni, taking on those like social pressures and things like that. What was kind did was there ever like a seed planted that was like fitness is where I want to be? Like a lot of people now, like fitness is probably even you've seen in your time, very kind of like mainstream, popular, um, doing all this. And it's very easy for people to be like, oh, well, this is what I do because it's such a big hobby now. Was there any a seed that you're like, okay, I need to give everything up and go all in on fitness? Yeah, for sure. I was more just a step back and review a life of what I'm actually passionate about. It's always, you always get the question that, well, I'll do what you, if you, if you enjoy what you do, you never work another day in your life, right? And I just sort of took that step back. I mean, I could have gone into the corporate world and who knows, maybe that is something that happens in the future, but I just sort of, yeah, took the other turn and like, screw it, let's dive straight in. So I got into, I actually started in sales at the gym because I was injured and couldn't PT and here I am. Yeah, perfect. And then you get into the gym industry kind of fall in love with it, um, working at multiple gyms and things like that. 
what kind of turned you on to like competing and then taking it to that next level? To be honest, always sort of, I guess, a sense of pride in myself and taking a challenge. Always someone who likes to be working towards something. And if I'm not, can sort of be a bit blurred and becomes a little bit hard. But I think that definitely stems just from school and stuff. I was probably bullied during school. And I think that just sort of led to I'm not really valued as a person. And this sort of gives me that that sort of fulfilling, I guess, role, you could say. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting, like you saying that, like being bullied and all of that kind of thing. And this is something that I've worked out through a lot of podcasts and talking to like the best of the best and things like that is like, and I think someone told me very early is like, obviously there's a lot, especially in the early days of bodybuilding, like a lot of people have issues with this and that. And they're like, um, you might not be socially very great or something like that. And it's found that that's why they turn to fitness and that's why they've like have that work ethic. And that's why, because they've got something to prove not only to everyone else, but it's more internal and like what they've got to prove to themselves. Um, and again, like there's a current common occurrence with a lot of people that do very well within ICN of coming from a background of like being bullied and building upon it and overcoming it. Or like a lot of those, like, it's like pressure creates diamonds in multiple ways. 100%. Couldn't disagree with you more. And I guess it just gives you fuel to work harder as well, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like that's just the fire that it's like, as soon as anything like kind of, and I think it's just a resilience thing. Like we were kind of talking earlier about this in the podcast that it's like, just before we got on, um, that this day and age is like, I think we're in the softest time, especially post COVID that it's like the resilience is at an all time low, but then especially in with what we do is like, you almost need to, you can't be butthurt about feedback. You can't be doing all this kind of stuff. The resilient has to like you, like from that background is always working to strive better. And I think that's a big reason why you are where you are. Yeah, hundred percent. I know you, we've discussed about the past, but the whole co- coach, uh, the champion mindset. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can win or you can't. Like, <laughs> If you're constantly striving to become better, then you're never going to lose, right? hundred percent. So going into, you kind of set your eyes, your first show was rookies three years ago. Yeah. Two, yeah, oh, so, two years ago, 2019 season eight. Yeah. So that was your first show. Give us a talk about that prep and kind of where your mindset, it was your first show um, where you kind of built up from there. Yeah, for sure. So I'm pretty uh, independent, like to go my own thing. So I, I coached all my shows that I've done apart from this one. Jake helped get me over the line. Um, but that last, uh, the first prep I did towards the end of 2018 was still quite lean. Been telling myself for ages, oh, I want to do a show, I want to do a show. And constantly just finding every excuse under the sun. Oh, I don't know where to start, don't know where to start. But I just took a stab. I did eight-week prep and took out the first win for a rookie show and came third in the open. Again, all a learning curve. And I think the best thing you can do is get started. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a big, big kind of like on your side with that as well, because it's like, I think a lot of people always put in their head, like if you've never competed or you haven't done that, and this could be in your head now that it's like, I'm not good enough to compete yet. I want to compete when I'm ready. And I think there's a certain point where you have to set that bar and be like, all right, here's a show. I've put the date in my mind. I'm going to get up. And like, I tell all my clients for that when they're competing their first show that I'm like, cool, well done on your show. That was the worst you're ever going to look. 
because every time now you you've set the bar, you want to just beat it and beat it and beat it. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's always there. Yeah, it's always up and from there. Like as long as you start, that's the hardest thing. And to be honest, I wish I started sooner, but it is what it is, and here we are. Yeah. Is there anything with that first show that kind of surprised you that you either thought would be or wouldn't be um, what it kind of was? Not, not really. I mean, to be honest, it was quite some time ago and after all the yeah. shows I've done, I can't remember it really clearly. Um, but I think like you just got to put in the work. I, I, the thing I probably wish I asked or did earlier on was get help. I mean, just it's easy to say like, oh yeah, I'll do it myself, and I'm definitely happy that I have done it myself. But I think the more you understand and the more you get people in your corner, it makes everything so much easier. I only did eight weeks, so it was obviously quite hard and fast. But I was all for that at the time, and I was probably starting at a better place. Um, but yeah, like it's all about yeah, have that support network, have the people around you, and that's that's how you win. Yeah, that's, that's how you win. I think, uh, like, if we flash forward, um, you went into an off-season, decided to compete at Nationals. Um, where After that kind of first show, when did you start to kind of get in your mindset about the pro card and things like that? Or was that after your second show, like, you started to come onto it? Or when when did that kind of start to walk, walk down and get into your mind? Yeah, I guess, like, in terms of first show, something I always wanted to do for quite some time, probably many years prior, but... Once taking the stab, to be honest, after that first show, I found myself a bit lost. It was pretty mm. sort of, I guess, I always saw myself as an athlete. And then I finished the show and was a bit lost, like I said. Um, that led me into a second show that I did at uh, state titles a month later. Um, but then ever since then, it was like, okay, what's next? What's next? It's like, I want to do more. Um, and then especially with the get experience and stuff in terms of breaking my arm, I was like, well, I just sort of like to set a challenge and I mean I could have sat there and said oh I'm tapped out I'm injured I can't do this I can't do that but in my opinion that's the best time you can do stuff you know yeah a hundred percent and again like re-going over I think it's a similar thing with like COVID an example like a lot of people sat on their hands and done all that during like and you a hundred percent would have seen people put like start a prep or finish and step on their hands because it's not the right time and things like that um where there was another certain amount of people, I think there's just you got to have something, some type of click in your head or little DNA strand that's a little bit fucked up. That it's like, all right, this is a perfect time to like work even harder and make the most of this opportunity. Because um, really, everything is an opportunity instead of kind of just sitting back and getting those payments. Um, so going for that second show, um, so that was real like early 2020. No, early. Yeah, it would have been actually. 2020. No, so that no, was no, no, it was early. Yeah, I, I did it straight. It would have been early 2019 still. Yeah, we're in 2021. Yeah, yeah true. 2019. Yeah. So it was still like that was right at the start of COVID. Hey, we were in our first first lot of lockdowns for that Nationals. That was that Adelaide Nationals. Yeah, that was last year. Yeah. So I did like, I did rookie show, the state show in 2019. And then I pretty much had like, pretty well two years because then i did nationals last year which was in the november perfect but, yeah. yeah yeah i got you so yeah four shows all up um that's state show what 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 was your results for that one uh at a state show i had 
third in novice and then fifth in open. So I yeah. definitely, yeah, just lack of sort of people around me with direction and sort of fell off a bit off the bandwagon, but all a lesson. Yeah, hundred percent. So what was the big difference? So like going then having that off season, going into that nationals where you were getting in, into the top two um, in the open. So you went from placing fifth in kind of a VIX to top two in a nationals. Um, what, what, did, what was that kind of time in between that, that you kind of worked on? Um, what was your feedback from that last show? Um, and then kind of what was your kind of movements going in between those two placings? Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest feedback was just bigger and leaner. Mm-hmm. I think it sort of always comes from that, but like they give gave me individual feedback and I guess it was just about taking that on board and working on that really hard. I know chess was definitely an area that they mentioned um, and it's just about, yeah, and putting that into programming. I think, again, the whole nationals, that stem, I broke my arm and obviously had every excuse in, under the sun to say, I don't want to do that. Had a lot of people in, in, in the background saying like, don't do that. It's COVID. Why would you do that? It's a waste of money, a waste of time. But like, it's also a waste of time sitting back and doing absolutely nothing and saying, oh, I wish I did that. So yeah. I just took the... <laughs> took the path and took a challenge and yeah, I think like it just about sort of, yeah, listening to feedback and taking that on board and getting what you need to get done. Yeah. And I think that's like overall that prep, like you going for that nationals, that Adelaide, we got to the point where we're five days out and we were unsure if we were going to get a show or not for that Adelaide. Um, So where was your mind mentally around that, that period? Definitely a hard time, but like, at the end of the day, I'd already won. Like to get to the place where I did get to physical. I mean, the physical is always a secondary, in my opinion. Yeah. People don't understand the mindset and the sort of P and like personal development you're doing the background to sort of get you there. It's like the physical is uh, the physical is easy element to it, but you have to sort yeah. of face your own, your own battles along the way. And I just think like, yeah, but when you master that stuff, the world's your oyster. Hundred percent, and that's. I think something that's huge as well that people don't realize that like, it's always like that show day mentality that I see with people that they will go to a show and look at the people on stage and like, Oh, wow, that's amazing. Like I want to do that. Um, and they're just like, Oh, cool. It's just a nutrition plan, training plan. I can kind of stick to that. But it's like when everything else starts getting thrown in, when you go through breakups, when you go through um, all the other things that are going to get in the way, pandemics, you've got, different type of how like health things pop up you've got family things pop up um and that's where i think you get tested that it's like i think if any time that there is to make an excuse though like certain people are going to try and find it where i think it's again like you were saying character building and building on within on yourself is like you're overcoming each obstacle and each single time that's putting a brick within your own like what you've kind of accomplished and it like adds to that whole prep Um, And that's something even with my prep, like a lot of people will look at my medals and be like, oh, wow, you've done so well. Like, look at the pro cards, look at the medals, look at that. And I look at each medal and that tells me the journey of that whole prep of where, oh, cool, I overcome this because I did this. Um, And I think it would be very similar. Like, that's where even I hold my like achievement awards and that with such value because they tell the story of a different prep and a different time and something I've overcome. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, yeah. I think, yeah, there's always more, but yeah, it's, you're not where you are. Like if I'm not, I wouldn't be where I was if I didn't do what I've done in the past, right? Like, yeah. It takes yeah. all those 
yeah, losses or it wasn't really a loss. It was just a learning curve and learning opportunity. And when you begin to sort of view it as that, then you will never lose. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I think that kind of like brings back nicely to a conversation we kind of had throughout this prep. Like once they shut all the gyms down in Melbourne, you were in CDD um, and we kind of flicked on and you were kind of, I think you, you kind of said as well, you're like, oh, look, I want to keep pushing just because it's like, what else am I going to do? Everything's shut. Um, I think during this time, like we had lockdown, this is where I, I saw a lot of people struggle. And I think the big struggle was like a lack of purpose. Um, they had their gyms taken away. If that's a hobby, a lot of hobbies, work, all of this. And they're like forced to sit at home just by themselves. Um, and I think that's like, we kind of had that conversation that like, well, prepping's per- it's a perfect time to prep because there's less distractions. You can't really go out for dinner. Um, there's no birthday parties. Um, and it's kind of, yeah, we're working through that as, as much as it is hard that you've got no gym access and things like that. So how did you work? around not having that gym gym access and things i think it's just a again making use of something and that like yeah like like you said it, it was the best time to prep there was no other distractions i was actually started mobile personal training business during oh. lockdown again just working against okay this is the hand i was received and like yes you can sit there and be, uh, do nothing for two uh, for two years but we never knew when it was going to end so i took bit of board and bought some equipment last year during when we went into that second lockdown and said look doesn't matter what's happened i'm still gonna give it a crack and people want it people want it they need it like it's for your mental health health if anything so like everyone needs that right now we're all struggling um and then oh yeah i had equipment it was i needed something to do i was bored and i needed yeah to be honest if i didn't do it i would would have gone yeah like a lot of people in the other direction yeah. got a lot lost and caught up in that sort of stuff but again at the end of the day it all just comes back to a decision you make yeah and i think that's the big one is like even when people talk kind of talk to me and i'd like to know you like where you kind of think is like if someone come up to you cold and it's just like i want to like compete in a show what's your best advice from that and for me it's like just setting a date and just being like no matter what fucking happens i'm on stage so you better be fucking ready yeah, and I 100% agree with that. Like, yeah, like I said, there was people telling me don't compete when it was COVID. <laughs> I said I picked a day and that's what I worked towards. And yeah, buddy oath, I'm so glad I did it. You know, if it didn't, then I wouldn't be here today probably. <laughs> 100%. So I think let's like really narrow down now um, on this year. Like this year's got so many different stories, I think, um, coming in and so much value to give. Like winning that pro card after like, everything that has happened you've had the years I, I what i would call is like you've had the sets and reps in the last year's stage presence working on those things um and then this year we kind of had one goal and that was to win that pro card how how did that kind of goal weighing over you change the way kind of you prepped and the way your mindset was when you were kind of like going for it i think all about drive to be honest the longer prep and the whole COVID situation, I go into it a lot more flexible. Mm. Um, obviously, you got you on board as a coach and forever grateful for that. But like still, like it's still, I was still making, I guess there's a whole perception of bodybuilding is chicken, broccoli and rice. And like, I really want to, I really push that and test that as much as I can. Like, yeah, I was saying to 
Flick, one of your obviously other competitors and athletes, like I was still eating pizza, but it was wasn't Domino's. <laughs> like people may hear that and, and she was be pissed. like, oh yeah, I'm like what the hell? How do you do that? But at the end of the day, when you begin to really get a grasp on nutrition and understand what it actually is about, you don't need to sort of go without, you know? Yeah. And I think that's another big thing, especially right at the moment that it's like, I think I just keep saying this over and over again, that it's like, no one's like, and I had to say that to her when she had her oven pizza and things. It's like, everyone's so different. And I think any coach that's going to think that like, you're going to run the same thing. I could put a hundred girls on the same plans as you. I mean, as flick and then a hundred different guys on the same plan as you, they're not going to get the same results. It's, I think the biggest thing like where on my background with what I found over the last seven, eight years of coaching is it's again, it's working. Everyone's going to be different. We have to kind of have a feel of everyone's body and then work out what's going to work best for them. Um, I think for you, like your conditioning was there. And so we had that flexibility that we knew we weren't coming in, going to come in soft and we needed a full, full muscle um, to fit the category. And we knew how you'd be kind of bounced because you've done so many preps before different. If it's your first prep, we have no idea kind of how you're going to respond or do things like that. And you, like, I think as well, you're very self-aware, like you kind of knew how you were already going to respond to things. So we could kind of like, I think that's where it works the best is like we can w- both work together in achieving s- something like that, that it's like I, you, you, if I put you on just fish and fucking nothing but fish and greens, you'd be like, uh, no, this ain't going to like, I know this doesn't yeah. work. It's not going to last like a week on that. Um, so it's like both working together. And I think that's that's what what a lot of people need to do. It's not like my way or the highway. It's, working both ways to achieve that goal um and which yeah which fucking turn turn turning it on um and you did um so going from that as well like i think it's like having that pressure of a i think like where and kind of what we had a few chats about as well when we did set our sights on like i we, i knew you had the potential to win the pro and that's another thing that like i don't say to everyone like if you're I don't want to put people's hopes up and I wouldn't say that you would be pro card ready if there's no fucking hope because it is such a hard achievement to get. And I think people don't even realize how hard it is unless you've been either going for one or trying like competing for a long time that certain people just aren't genetically built to get the pro card. Um, That it just needs a, you need to be in the best condition of your life and have a little bit of luck on your side as well um when it is that because it isn't just you coming in your best it's not just beating everyone else it's also um beating the subjectiveness of the judges and making sure that they put put you in that top position where you can be too big too sharp too small too lean to all these different reasons um and you've just got to fit the criteria the number at one percent and i think that's where a lot of people get confused with bodybuilding that they're like oh he looked the best but he didn't fit the criteria yeah and i think like that's at the end of the day you could be the best but it's all what happens on the day and i think that that that's a big lesson for everyone yeah like as but if you're chasing to be cut like be the best every time you get on stage and you're better than last time like you should be walking off and you've already won like it's all about that mindset at the end of the day but like you shouldn't give them a reason to say something else yeah, 100%. And for any context on people that are listening, they're like, oh, they're talking about pro and things like that a lot. Um, so pro pretty much 
in normal circumstances, quite a lot of the time mean you can only win a pro card by winning an Australian title or a world title in the open division other than this year was kind of the first year because of COVID. Obviously, states couldn't mix and things like that. So um, you had to win the overall of your like state show, which happens every couple of years anyway. Um, so that is like to win an overall is you're the best on the day, no matter who else is there. So it is like quite a hard achievement. Um, obviously you don't know a lot of the people that you're coming up against and things like that. And everyone kind of sets out once you become pro, you cannot compete amateur anymore. And then you're in a pro league. So you can only compete in pro shows in that division and you're up against Australian and world title winners. So that is the best of the freaking best. Um, and that's where it just kind of everything kind of like, that's where all of like, there are no stuff ups. Um, everything is better. So it's like winning the pro card is, is the hardest thing and you get the invitation, then you start competing for money. So things become a lot more serious. Things become, um, a lot more, maybe less friendly, <laughs> a little bit more in the pro, pro league because it is about like, people aren't just getting up there to get up on stage for the experience. They're getting up there to everyone's there to win. Um, so going into that kind of now, now you are on your pro, what kind of would be, so let's go back to the Vic show, uh, one show before your the one you went pro in kind of gives a rundown on that. Um, cause that's where I think it's super interesting. Um, so there's two shows within six days of each other. Um, we decided that would go up in the Vic show. That's always going to be the biggest, biggest show. Um, and then really kind of push as hard as we can to go. And then push in for, we had two shots to kind of go pro. Um, so give us a little feedback on kind of how you felt at that first show. Yeah, for sure. I think this is, I walked into this not really knowing what to expect. The last year having been experienced under my belt in terms of how I felt. Uh, obviously, with the world opening up because obviously we're in COVID and the comp was towards the end of the year and we're back in normal world. And that was actually very hard for me. Um, I copped a lot of feedback in terms of like life sort of stuff like that. And just about taking that on board and I'm sort of going off topic, but bringing it back in, like just about working hard. I came in, we're expecting to win my first show. And I guess what happens on the day happens on the day. And you just have to sort of listen to the feedback and work hard at the next week. And that's what we did. Um, speaking yeah, with you and like getting the feedback, I was, obviously quite upset you walk in thinking you're going to win and you don't win and it takes a hit but you still have to have that in the back of your mind that i still did win i've booked the best i ever have and that's a reward in itself um but yeah when, when i got knocked down it's like that gives you the drive that makes you want to go i guess in this situation as jake said this isn't the always conditions i had two opportunities to give it a crack and i was so determined to get it done so just put in the extra work where it was needed yeah. And I think that's kind of a lesson that um, you kind of get as you kind of compete more and more and more that it is a like subjective sport. Um, like everyone else in the crowd could be like, that's the winner and it doesn't win. Um, and you're kind of putting all of your trust and like felt feelings into that placing. And I think a lot of people put too much pressure on, oh, this is like, I won this, I did this. And they could have, again, come in 10 times better than they've ever come. And that's a huge achievement, but then get knocked down because they don't replace as high or don't do it as last time. But the lineups are always revolving. Nothing's ever the same. Um, and it's I think that's kind of like a big lesson everyone kind of overlooks that it's like if you almost have to like want to kill all the competition, destroy everyone, 
all of your prep until the day. And then it's like, then you just enjoy it because in the end, it's like, you can't control anything. The comp's already won on the day. Um, and then it's just a matter of just showing hard work. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that's sort of like, I'm going both ways here. And obviously I keep saying that you've already won and as long as you bring in the best and you have, but, but like I said, I, I mean, I remember getting the feedback and coming second, I was quite hard on myself and, I guess even at work and stuff, people asked me how I went, how I went, and I was a bit like, oh, I sort of brushed it off. But then I was like, yeah, Jake made the point. Like at, at the end of the day, what happens on the day happens on the day. In another seven days, it's a new day, so it's about turning up and giving a hundred percent. And I listened to my body, took time off work, and did what was necessary. And yeah, I was working two, three hours a day to get it done. But again, it wasn't forever, and it paid off. Yeah, and then what we had is we were in a situation where you placed second um, and we had six days until you are more or less in a very similar lineup with the same people. Um, and I think we just had that conversation of it's like, well, okay, that's that was judged the way it is. Isn't it going to go down the same way? Um, and that's kind of when I was like, well, really what I've believed and seen within the Federation of ICN that it's like, every time it's judged, it's what's on the stage. So pretty much I was like, we have six days to like give it your fucking all. Um, and where was your, where was your kind of mindset between those six days that um, were kind of prepping for that? I think it just comes back to that champion mindset that yeah. we talked about in the past. I think having done it for so long and knowing that that was the goal and this is probably going to be the best time to take it. Like we had the discussion earlier, like, the harder, the longer you wait for that, the harder it gets, right? So yeah. I bought, I knew I bought my best, but it was going to require a bit of work and to finish off. So again, made sacrifices where needed, put down, made no mistakes. And yeah, like when you hear the feedback, I think taking on feedback is the biggest part of it. If you, if you can't take on feedback well in this industry or yeah. in this sport, yeah. I mean, in, in the life, really. Life, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, I get, I, I, I've been sort of, yeah, acknowledged for my ability to take on feedback. And I think that just stems from like, if you're not able to, or if you're not seeking improvement, then why are you bothering? Like, if you don't want to improve, then what's the point, you yeah. know? And that's the thing. I think like knowing the lineup in those six days, you, you kind of had a target on what we needed to do, who we needed to like kind of beat to then reach that goal and win that pro card. And like, there's a certain part of me as well that I actually think it's easier to like, have that person that you know that you got to be in sight where then that fuels that fire over that next couple of that like days that you can really be like, all right, ask the grass, let's fucking go to work. And like my truest belief and what keeps going over and over in this sport that, um, that even in life that it's like hard work will always pay off. Exactly. I think like seeing and knowing competitors as well. I know sometimes when you first walk in, you don't really know who's going to be on the stage, but like, I didn't day it was fun on the day and it's all about relationships and all that sort of stuff but like I didn't yeah we are win it, in it to win it um but again you, you don't have to be bad about winning as well like you should be supportive of everyone and be a good person as well right yeah and then Ethan on that day as well like he's come back of how he kind of even took it like for a first time second I think like absolutely amazing dude um shows like weights and weights and weights about 
kind of his personality. And again, like it's almost in that same situation we've all fucking been in. And it's like, cool, get the feedback. And he's going to come in with fucking insane in yeah. the next like couple of years with it. With I'd the- be scared. Yeah, I'd be scared. <laughs> going up against him again. <laughs> Legit, because it's just all, sometimes all you need is that little bit of like, and you had it the oh, past couple of years, like that little bit of dirt in the eye to be like, oh, so close, so close. You could just taste it and you're just off. That it's like, that's, I think, in the long run, always does you better. Like you're always going to, that's going to be the, the change for improvement and that's all of like always gonna like help you out in the end even though it might not seem it at the time but you're right like getting it shows the personality you are like no one really likes that like shit shit loser that like cracks it and blames everyone else and stays to himself and i think like icn's a huge credit to that that there there is not many of those people um there are absolutely amazing people and it is like especially this year i found more than any i don't know if you were the same but i think everyone was extra like frothing and extra nice because everyone's been through the same fucking journey everyone prepped through this like crap and like trained at home and did all this so it was like extra circumstances um that it was more about like the community as well of what everyone's achieved I think, yeah, and that just goes back to my earlier point then. When you have the right community around you, it makes life so much easier. I guess in just in terms of community and like going back to nationals last year, I remember getting there and like obviously no, every, all the other states didn't understand what Victoria went through. Obviously, mm-hmm. constant lockdowns and stuff and Victoria as a whole, we actually performed really well. Yeah. But like in transition and in comparison to the Vic titles that happened this year, like People were just super friendly and like, again, that was, that's pretty much the federation we're in anyway, but like, it was just like, yeah, awesome stuff, like great work. And it was just so good to see the sort of difference and like camaraderie that was formed from, uh, from the experience as well. Yeah. And that's, yeah, a big reason why I think ICN kind of separates from a lot of other federations and things like that. And just the less toxicity and really like, even for me, like doing it for seven years, like a lot of my close friends are all through um, ICN. And it's just, I think if you're like a first time and you're looking at competing or something like that, I think even though some of the best advice would be um, to go in, in that mindset that go and talk to people and go and make connections and put yourself out there and train with other people. And, um, and it's the industry is going to give you back tenfold when you're in that type of personality. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, that was sort of hard for me, I guess, as well. Walking into it and coaching myself for three times, I have that mindset of like, I don't need anyone else. But then it's like, well, what if you did? What if you did have everyone else? And it just, it just makes the experience a lot more fun and enjoyable as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, something I wanted to punch into you and a lot of people that maybe have competed this season for the first time or are struggling throughout the year is talking about off-season. So, you've got your cut and you do all that kind of stuff. Um, how do you kind of plan and look at and do the overview of your off season? Say if you're going to compete in the pro show in 12 to 24 months or something like that, how you kind of structure your off season versus kind of how you've done it in the past? Yeah, for sure. I actually just did, was working on this today, but I think post show, I usually allow myself a bit of time and freedom to enjoy the small things that have been missing. But I guess in terms of like my, my approach or what 
overall, like it's quite flexible and I don't really miss out on much. So it's not that bad. But then it's about sitting down again, trying to seek that feedback in terms of what you need to work on and where you want to come back better. I think taking it onto the step further and stepping into the pro league, it's all about bigger and better mm-hmm. and about your weaknesses. And it's just about, yeah, working harder and getting stronger. I think the biggest lesson I learned, especially off season last year, injuries is the one thing you do not want to occur yeah. and you should be doing everything you can to stop them. Uh, there's definitely something I neglected, especially last season. And to be honest, I probably didn't start in the best place I should have started coming into this season. But again, I set that date and that's what we did. We got it done. Um, injuries are important or not important, but injury prevention is important. Mm. And again, that comes back to community. Like find a physio, find a coach, find those people that are around you because they will make a word of difference in the long run, 100%. Yeah. And that's, again, so like it's all good to, push like pedal to the metal and go as hard as you can. But yeah, hundred percent, you can't go hard if you need to slow down, if you need to do this kind of stuff um, coming out of that back end of it. Um, and I think, yeah, again, like you want to put yourself in the best possible position to start a cut, a prep. Like when people are like, Oh, I'm doing a bodybuilding prep. A lot of people will just look at that as the cut. And then they come yeah. up against, Angus in a lineup who's been technically prepping. How long is it like you've technically been prepping for this pro card? Like you've got three to four years of experience behind you and in and out without the years of before you even started competing. So um, that's where I think like people got to kind of open up their eyes a little bit to just like, like you still have to be like, you can't just flick off the switch after comps over if you're expecting to grow and do better and, off season's really on season and that is when you grow the muscle to then cut down and show um within each and every time you get on stage i think yeah just like seeing where you're at now obviously you've been off season for a while but i mean we had the conversation in the past it's like you're not really doing much different to what i was doing in my cutting season just except eating more of the foods that i was eating yeah and i think that's yeah a huge thing because you know next point is like where did you go through is like making that balance between not only in off season and on season, but balancing life with prep. Yeah, I guess like at the end of the day, there's always going to be sacrifices to be made, yeah. but it's about allowing and informing everyone else around you of what's going to come. Mm. Uh, this co- this prep, I mean, I had a partner last prep as well, but again, communication is very important. I want to say I potentially lacked a bit of communication, definitely. But again, if you sort of understand that and aware of that, you can always improve. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, make sure people around you know what's going on. Set the expectation. If you've never done something like this before, find people around you that have and ask questions. Yeah, like, 100%. I, I, I asked someone off Instagram, to be honest, initially for my first comp, and he gave me the slightest guidance. But like without him, I couldn't have done it. And that's what helped build. That's what made me realize that you need those people around you. Yeah. And that's another perfect example is like, if you do have partners and friends and all of those type of things is making sure that you are warning um, that, well, not warning them, but like educating them because they might not know if it is a, like a partner that could be jealous of, cause they just don't understand the industry or, something of this um, that like give them the ins and outs, give them as much education, give them 
like I think the biggest, even just simple communication that if I'm crabby, just tell me to like to man the fuck up because in the end it's like, this is what I say to a lot of people that really struggle. Like you didn't struggle really too much that I saw through prep, but like, it's almost like at some points, this is a hobby. It's not a lot, like a life you're doing this on your own accord as a hobby. And it's like your partners and all that, they're not doing it as their hobby. So you don't want to like push on and make their lives harder and push trauma onto that as well. Um, so I think it's, yeah, you're going to have your good days and your bad days. And it's just having, having ways to work through both of those. Yeah. I think I get following on from that. It's all about balance at the end of the day. Like, yeah, yeah, you you should be able to balance everything. And obviously that's a lot harder said than done, but when you sort of find that sweet spot and again, you have the people around you that will assist you and guide you in that way, then you'll be okay. Yeah. And yeah, again, everyone shouldn't be a bit affected because you're in comp prep. And I guess as an example, work last year, I'm a coach in a gym and people around me were affected and I got feedback on that. And this year it was hard to tell that I was doing what I was doing because I took that feedback on board and I put in the work. And if you don't sort of understand that, then you don't unaware, but when yeah. you sort of actively seek that out and you are aware, like it's so much different. Yeah, 100%. And then in your off-season as well, um, how like you have some people that will, like they do a show kind of like that. Um, I, I know you what your answer is going to be, so that's why I'm kind of going down it, that it's like you have some people that will still eat out of containers the whole way through, um, stay super strict and almost worry if they eat a donut that they're going to be, like watery and freaking out. And then you've got the other side that just eats everything in sight and can't control those sugar cravings and things like that. Um, What's your advice for like people going into the, like maybe their first off season? Um, I actually, nutrition is a big passion of mine. I'm actually studying that, but I can sort of say I've been both. Yeah. More the all out. Um, You've craved so much and then you want to binge and everything and you blow out and you've like undone all your hard work. My first comp, actually, or say, yeah, first comp, I binged too much and then did a second comp a month later and I definitely gained and wasn't in the best place, but I still gave it a crack. Um, but I think the biggest advice is like seek help. Literally, when you seek that help, you, you know what you're in for. And I think like my whole philosophy is like balance is important. And like, don't, like I said, I still enjoy the wine here and there. I still enjoy the pizza, but it's about like, making it suit what you need it to suit like you shouldn't yeah. like cut out the things you want to cut out or you sh- you need to cut out which you don't need to cut out anything it's just about being aware of what you're actually consuming and when you understand that what you consume fuels what you want to do and where you're going then you're like okay maybe i shouldn't have that or maybe i shouldn't have that mm, but, yeah but i can but i can have that if i would like like it's I- very I, to be honest, it's a battle and I get like the whole body dysmorphia conversation. That's a whole nother conversation, but I could probably say that fall into that sort of category or even, you know, like there's a, there's like, obviously we all know what anorexia is, but there's the opposite of that is like the over-focus on being too healthy. And mm. that is actually, that actually is a thing. Yeah. But again, if you're not aware of it, then you don't know, but like, it's about finding that balance. And again, that support will get you there. Yeah. And again, I think it's something that um, everyone's going to do differently and it's going to be no two persons the same. And it's finding a balance that I think the biggest thing is sustainable long-term. So um, 
if you can sustainably grow and do all this type of stuff and you're happy that you're doing that and it's not affecting you in any way, I think that's a good sign. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, I think like, again, being down both sides of the issue. And I think like it's taken quite a while to find somewhere where I'm comfortable in, in both ways where you've got that good balance that you can still go out and be social and go to birthday parties, go to weddings, do all that, not freak about that. You have to track this meal in here, here and here. Um, and then know that in the end, it's like uh, the amount of clients I've had to sit down with. And I'm like, you are training six days a week, hard ass. I'm like, one cookie is not going to, um, or one cheat meal or one burger is not going to throw it out. But if you have like, I always like use this analogy that I'm like, uh, it's like throwing a little bit of salt in a lake. It's not going to make a huge difference, but there's also the freaking ocean. So if you keep throwing that salt in the lake, um, it turns into the ocean and then you, you've got a river, a whole ocean of issues. Um, so it's just finding, I think, that balance um, with that, especially with off season um, and knowing, again, I think the number one thing is those check-ins um, and making, just keeping consistent, keeping in contact. Um, even if it's not a, on a week to week basis, it's just doing something like that, just so you're on the right path. Cause it is very hard. Like, to do, see, see yourself. And even that's like you would have found when you're prepping yourself and things like that. Some of the stuff that comes up, you just a little bit like you almost need a third party that looks at it from a like outside situation to be like, okay, this is what you need to do here, here, here. Putting on weight's good. You need to put on weight. Um, and then they can kind of be honest with you if they, like you're kind of spilling over or going too far down, down that path. I think just flowing into that, like the whole accountability side of things is great. And if it if you choose to for it to be a coach and that's awesome but like it can be a partner it can yeah, be a friend like find someone that you trust and they're going to be honest with you yeah um, but in, in saying that like you should be honest and be upfront with yourself like that takes time and mm. that's probably the hardest lesson you learn and the biggest thing you learn but like even for me obviously i mean same as you jake but we, we've had the experience and it's about sort of checking in with yourself, keeping yourself accountable. Like I'm sort of now doing weekly checkings coming out of it. And if I feel like I'm gaining too much and it's like, okay, well, I'm still tracking coming out of it, but like yeah. things, things slowly change and becomes less restrictive. And like I'm going out for dinner tonight and probably going to have some, like a drink or two. And like, that's fine. But again, it's about allowing that to sit in your plan and allowing you to have that flexibility. That mm -hmm. definitely makes a difference. And I think the biggest thing where, especially I find more of the people that come in from like a weight loss perspective into a comp prep and they've done it um, and dropped quite a lot of weight and stuff like that is that the understanding that you on stage is only one to 2% of you, you in the year. It's not you consistently. Um, so it's like, so like what I get with a lot of my guys, as soon as they start going reverse and off is like, do not do it on, do not do your check-ins and all of that on the same page as your comp prep because it's like it's a new, new physique we're looking at you're looking at building you're looking at getting stronger um there's no point being like looking at photos of you in a perfect tan on stage looking amazing um versus you three weeks out trying to like slowly put on weight and get more into a surplus and get a lot more strength um i think that's where like the lines are kind of blurred and i think you, you gain through experience and things like that yeah and i guess going on from that like I still do that today. I love looking back on stuff and, oh my God, looking how far back we've come. But I think at the end of the day, it matters about like your identity and like, especially like for that weight loss journey, for example, like they, 
they see themselves as this person who has lost weight or maybe someone overweight. And now that as they're coming out of that, they maybe have transitioned. And it's about sort of rewriting who you are. Mm. Like for me, for me, like, yeah, I'd, I've always said for the last four years, I'm an athlete, but you can't always like, yes, you're an athlete, but there's off season on season. You have to face difficult challenges. And like, this is still something I'm overcoming in the background, but like it takes time. And like, coaching really helps understand that yeah 100 percent. and then having other hobbies as well like during your off season if it's a powerlifting show i know you um ride a lot of bikes and do all that kind of stuff as well so setting different goals that like bodybuilding isn't the be all end all that you just need to go prep to prep to prep to prep every season um just yeah. to kind of achieve that goal i think yeah that's and that's like my mentality in general like fitness should be fun fitness yeah. is for you and like I got into fitness, if I'm being completely honest, is it's because of my mental health without even realizing it. But like now coming off seat, like coming off comp, I'm like, I'm not training two hours a day, but I want to train. <laughs> but I'm like, but I probably can take do with the time off. So it's about again finding that balance, finding what makes you happy and, and again fitting into your lifestyle. Yeah, perfect. What's your future goals now? So You've, you've got that pro card. You've kind of kicked that huge goal off the list. What's in the future? Yeah, I guess it's super exciting. And again, it all comes down to like rewriting your identity. And like, if I'm being completely honest, it's like still sort of pending in, in that process of development. It sort of takes a little bit of time to sort of acquire that and I guess write it down. But I think obviously when I take a year or a year and a half off, yep. build, build and build enjoy sort of life i think i might go into play a bit of soccer or play into another sport again doing what makes you happy mm. it should be fun but in saying that keeping the end goal in mind obviously now i have that pro card in my pocket but it's about when do i, I want to obviously win that pro card and win the pro show but it's about when i want to pull that board so i think it's now taking a step back reviewing worlds and nationals what they where they're going to be and what they're going to look like in a year in a year and a half mm. and then yeah sort of putting in the work again enjoying I, I like lifting heavy utilizing that enjoying that enjoying the process um again it's always about becoming bigger and better but it's about sort of yeah putting focuses elsewhere into career into that sort of stuff and yeah yeah it's exciting time it's exciting times ahead but again it's scary at the same time you know like the hardest part is rewriting who you are and where you want to be. But yeah. when you get that, when you get that right, it's like, it doesn't matter what happens, you'll get there. And that's the thing. I think like my best advice for any new pros or um, people that go, go down that is like, now that you've done that pro card and tick and you top of the league and all of that kind of stuff. And now it's like, again, like you perfectly said is like wipe the slate clean because you've got to now, you're in a whole different different league. You might as well be in a different federation because it's just that standard jump. Um, that's the size and the condition and all of that and the, how far you came with posing in the last like things. I think you're definitely on pro standard. Um, but it's like keeping that in the back of your mind, watching what comes up. But say you say taking um, 24 months off or something, you watch it like keeping touch with the current trends and what what's going where and um, like I definitely recommend that any pro utilize like going to the shows and watching um, all of those shows. So you can still 
don't not just flick it completely off. Um, and because once you go to them and you watch them as well, it always gives you a buzz. And then you can be like, cool, this is like I'm, I can see myself up there and work on it and you get more excited. It's the same as if you buy new runners, go to a fitness expo, all of that. You're in your element that you're like, cool, this is where I want to improve. I just want to keep like carrying on. Um, and yeah, that's probably probably the best advice. And instead, like I think I won when I first won the Australian title, won my pro card. I was like, did 12 months of being cocky as and then got up and got smashed. Um, didn't even place in the top three. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then came back the next the next year and then won it. So I think that's just that little kind of again, you learn that little ego hits, and then it's I think. The athletes that win their pro card like you, that it's like you've had to work to get there and grind your way through and all of that. They're the ones that win pro shows because the ones that have that easy journey and maybe those ones that sneak you their pro card on their first shot just haven't had that kind of grind and the failure and the build up and the work on it and do all those. So what you notice over the long time is all those guys that have had all these kind of things and overcome those journeys that we're talking about earlier they're the ones that end up do winning long term yeah exactly i think like failure is all about what you make it out to be i perceive it as an opportunity and the more opportunities you get the better you can become so take them while they're on the table and yeah i guess again that comes back to that mindset thing like it took a lot of personal development a lot of reading books a lot of courses and that's a forever cycle and like that's something exciting like you should be excited to do that but in saying that you you are able to enjoy life as well you know yeah and that's how you make it sustainable long term i haven't done this question this is what i usually finish on in a long time and i usually stuff it up 90 percent of the time so we'll see how we go with this one um so usually if you were to get someone new comes up to you blank canvas and they say angus i want to win my pro card give me two or three ingredients in this bottle that I can drink and it's going to put me dead on my way. What would be those kind of ingredients that you would put in there? I want to, I guess this is probably not the response that you would normally get, but I want to say failure because I see failure as opportunity and you have to make failures to get to the top. Like if you get there on by chance or by luck, then it's by luck, to be honest. Like you probably have, you have, you've got it in you, but like that doesn't really teach you who you are. Um, and another one would be that again, surround yourself with the right people. Yeah. Ask questions and never stop learning. When you can yeah. really understand those and put your ego aside and take on people's opinion and people's advice, you will never stop growing. But Again, you can convert any failure or anything into an opportunity and your world's your oyster. Insane. Yeah, that's one of the best ones I reckon. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Where can people reach out to you? Where can people follow your journey? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, my Instagram page, Angus J Fitness. I have a website as well. As I mentioned, I am doing a bit of mobile personal training, but wrapping that up and looking to go into more nutrition coaching. Because if you haven't gathered already, I really like the flexibility and that approach. But again, there's so much more to chicken, broccoli and rice and life doesn't have to be boring with all that sort of jazz. So reach out if you have any questions. Again, community is what makes people and keeps people around. And if you didn't realize that Jake and I are very passionate about this topic, so it's all about getting with those people as well. 
Yeah, exactly. And your vibe attracts your tribe. And if you find the right people, they'll they'll help you out the whole whole like way as well. And that's the thing, and that's what makes things long term. So I'm excited to see what you produce in that pro card. Everyone, go give them a follow. We want to see this insane physique come out to life because I reckon again you winning your pro card that's the worst you're ever going to be exactly again it's always for everyone up from here um but yeah I really do appreciate you asking me to jump on and it's a pleasure chatting about all this sort of stuff it really makes you realize like how passionate <laughs> I am about this sort of stuff <laughs> and again yeah like yeah if anyone listening don't hesitate to reach out more than happy to answer questions help out wherever I can and too easy and we'll wrap that up for this week um we're gonna have a few more podcasts come out hopefully before the year is out but we are coming back in full force so you know the deal guys until next time we'll see you soon